Welcome to 5-Minute Answers. This week's question is what is creativity and how do we develop it in ourselves? It builds on the question last week, which was what is intelligence. They're very closely related and they overlap a lot. That's why I kind of wanted to put them together. The reason I think that they're important is that when you talk about creativity and intelligence and trying to use them well in our lives, you're talking about the way to improve things for yourself and for others. If creativity is coming up with new and useful solutions or novel approaches to things, then it doesn't matter what circumstance you're in, you can seek to improve them in some way for yourself and for those that are around you, for your community, for your world. What else are you going to do anyway? Are you going to just kind of wait for someone else to fix things? Or are you going to complain? Are you going to blame it on someone or something? Uh, creativity says we will try to improve things according to our circumstances, according to our talents, according to our opportunities. It doesn't matter if you're an architect or a musician or a politician or a teacher or a janitor or I, I don't, it doesn't matter what your situation is, you can in some way seek to improve it according to what you have at your disposal. That's using creativity and using intelligence. By the way, I know there were problems with the way I defined intelligence, the way I was, I was leaning on Howard Gardner's theory, and I know it's incomplete. But in the same thing I want to talk about creativity, I think they're both, I tried to emphasize what is useful, not necessarily what is unarguably truth here about what is intelligence and what is creativity, but what is useful. So I think some of the things coming out of Howard Gardner's definition that I spoke about in this last week, well, everybody has a level of intelligence, and they're all different and we can kind of look at each other that way, I think that's useful. And we can look at, well, you're really intelligent when you do something. Don't just sit back and do nothing. Those are valuable, useful ideas. Everybody I know is intelligent in some way. Or you think of someone that you know well, and chances are you've seen them at times when they just look like they're just not bright at all. And then other times they just look brilliant in different circumstances, maybe according to the talent they have or an interest, an ability. They look brilliant. So you can look at them either way, really. You can look at yourself. In some ways, you're probably not. You can't do some things well, and you can't quite succeed at that, and you don't know how to. But in other ways, you're probably brilliant. So I, I guess what I'm saying is let's look for the useful. Look at where you're good at something and emphasize that, and others too. And that way, we're emphasizing that very power that can improve things for yourself and for others. So that's why I think creativity and intelligence are both important. But let's talk about creativity. Creativity is coming up with a novel solution or a new solution to a problem or recombining things so you can come up with a new way of doing something or solving a problem or entertaining someone even, that's creativity. That's very similar to what we're talking about in intelligence, isn't it? So we're talking about how can we be more creative? Well, it's a matter of effort as much as anything, believe it or not. It's a matter of knowing what we have and what we can do and then going through that tedious effort. Let me tell you some of my justification for that kind of a comment. There's a famous creativity experiment that was started by Carl Dunker, and it was started, geez, way back in the 1950s, maybe even earlier than that. I'm not sure. There's many variations on it now. What they attempted to do was they attempted to take something that we all had background knowledge in. You know, they didn't say, let's create a violin piece, because so few people have background knowledge in, in playing the violin and coming up with... They said, let's take something like candles and wax and matches that we all kind of understand in a general way, and we'll see who can come up with a creative solution. And that's what they did. They took a candle, 
box of matches and a box of tacks. And they said, we want you to, then they would take subjects, and they said, we want you to take these objects right here and attach that candle to that wooden wall right there so that there'll be light for reading. Well, it turns out that about, you know, over 90% of most people by far would solve it in one or two ways. They'd either melt a bunch of wax and stick the candle onto it, you know, onto the wall, melt a bunch of wax on the wall, and then stick the candle on that melted wax, and when it dried, they'd have a candle that was stuck there. But it's kind of messy, and the fire's close to the wood, and, you know, it, it wasn't a great solution. Or else they'd use the tack some way to kind of tack it up there again, making a big mess, and not a great solution. Much fewer percentage. I can't remember what it was, but it seems like it's under 5%. Very small amount of people would come up with the more creative solution of taking the box that the tax was in and tacking that box to the wall and then melting some wax on the box and putting the candle on that. And that's a better solution. See how the, the wax has a place to drip. It's a little more sturdy. It's, it's a better solution. So then they couldn't figure out for a long time why some so few people were able to come up with that solution. Was it that they were more intelligent? No, they couldn't find any correlation there. And they, they tried all these different kind of things to figure out what is it that made people come up with a better solution. And it turns out they solved the problem best when they had them vocalize it or talk about what they were doing. And it turns out that everyone who eventually came up with the better solution, that small number of people, they all thought of the other solution first. They all thought of, well, I could melt wax and I could put it up again. And then they threw it out and they said, no, that would be messy. And they simply envisioned something better and they weren't willing to stay with just melting wax and sticking it up at the wall, they weren't happy with that. They wanted more. And that seems to be a key to this intelligence or creativity that I'm talking about that we all need so much, that the world really needs, that we all need to be happy and to help each other. What you need to do then is have a vision of what you want and then stick to it and throw out the other. Now the way you do that really almost depends on the way you think, kind of the discipline Maybe the work you're in, or the background that you have, or the religion that you are. There's lots of ways of coming about this. Think of the way a graphic artist, for example, might solve a problem. And compare that to the way a scientist might. A scientist might come up with a theory, then test it, and, you know, proving where it's wrong. And that a graphic artist might just have a vague idea of, well, I want to create a feeling of blank. And there's multiple solutions to it. They don't have a theory, really. They just try stuff. Well, that, and or maybe someone that's deeply religious might, might try it differently. There's, there's a lot of different ways to do this. But the idea is to have that vision in mind and then hold to it and go through that tedious work and rethinking and retrying until you get to it. That's the way you grow in intelligence. That's the way you grow in creativity. And guess what? It's something that can be developed. It's something that you can do through effort as much as anything. And I'll see you next week with an important question.